what are these run Disney events that everybody talks about? I needed more details, so I asked my friend Jamie, and she had all the answers. Now, the million-dollar question is, am I going to try one in the future? Stay tuned to find out. Hi, I'm Francine, and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast, a podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I am happy today to introduce my friend Jamie is here with me. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Francine. Hello. So for those of you that follow my page, Jamie is my friend that I went to the expo with. We've hung out together a few times in Disneyland. And oh my gosh, she's such a Disneyland fanatic, but you're also a run Disney fan. And that was kind of what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, totally. So before we get started, Jamie, tell everyone where they can find you online. Um, You know, sort of, how can they, how can they follow you? I'm Jamie at Pure Magic Vacations dash AB on Facebook. Um, AB because I am one of the few uh, Pure Magic Vacations agents that's not actually based in Ontario, so I'm out here in Alberta. So yes, I am a huge Disneyland fan coming from the West Coast, but um, majorly into Run Disney as well. Absolutely. So Jamie, you obviously are a huge Disneyland fan, but you make it to Walt Disney World for all these Run Disney races. Now they they are primarily in Walt Disney. I, as I said, I know nothing about Run Disney because, you know, I don't run. Um, (laughs) We've had this conversation. I don't run. Um, But I really know nothing about these races, except that when I'm in Walt Disney World and they're going on, I can't get where I'm going because you don't want to be driving when they've blocked off all the roads. So (laughs) maybe you can tell us a little bit about what they are, where they are, and like, how did you get into it? Sure. So um, Run Disney right now is only at Walt Disney World. Um, They previously did have some Disneyland races and they stopped, I believe in 2017. I can't quite remember when they stopped the Disneyland races, but the main reason for that was, I believe, due to the construction for Star Wars Galaxy's Edge in Anaheim. And they were planning another hotel in Anaheim and just basically didn't have the space to host the race at the time. Um, So now they're primarily at Walt Disney World, um, which is great because as most people know, Disney World is huge and they own all the highways and all of the space between resorts and parks. So that's, it makes it a lot easier for them to shut things down and host these runs. Um, And that's what they they do. do. They shut down the roads, like they shut down the highways. You can't drive because people are running on them. Yeah, so it's mostly impacted, I would say, on the half marathon and then the singular one marathon um, that they host uh, that really impacts the highways because the other, the five and the 10K races are primarily through the parks. Um, And they do all happen quite early in the morning. So the races typically start at 5.30 or 5 a.m. before the parks open and before it's going to really impact operations. But I know on marathon day, it's the typical time that I think they allow based on their pacing requirements is about a seven hour marathon. So that's still going to impact quite a bit of traffic and even parks, um, park operations and things like that, because 
seven hours. It takes you till about noon. So um, Wait, yeah, sorry. it definitely people takes are, a lot. People are running for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us slow folks have, uh, have been running for longer than, uh, well, I would say if you're slower like me, um, it takes you quite a while to, to finish the marathon, but um, wow, that it's is quite amazing. <laughs> that is intense. Yeah, I so, mean, I would love to be faster, and lots of people are faster and can run it in like under four hours or under five hours, which I think is phenomenal. But um, when you're a little bit slower, it, it can take a little bit longer for sure. I can't even imagine running for four hours. Like I can't even imagine running for four minutes. It's that's, like, <laughs> that's a lot. So there, but there's all different kinds of lengths of races, right? You, you, mm-hmm. you can sign up for shorter ones, longer ones. Yeah. So each race weekend typically has um, a 5k race, a 10k race and a half marathon. Um, Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend in January is the only one that has the full marathon. So that's your 42.2 kilometer race. Um, And they all also have a, I think there's a kid's mile long race and then a kid's dash like 100 meters. So um, there's different lengths of races for every different type of runner, whether you're a little bit more competitive and serious and training for something longer or you just want to get out with your friends and family and do the 5k. Um, there's something for everybody for sure. Wow. Now, okay. So the 5k, how long would that take to run? Like, is that the long one? I always say that Disney runs are slower runs for me personally. Um, because Disney has a lot of things to see along their race courses. So most of the races, there'll be characters, um, that you can stop and take your picture with. Um, so I typically find that all my times when I run at Disney are way longer than they would be if I were to run a 5k at home. Um, but for someone like me, a a reasonable 5k is about a half an hour running. Um, if you're walking it, it probably would take you closer to that, like 45 minutes, maybe an hour mark. I'm not too sure. Um, but I would say like some people who are doing them really fast and competitively, competitively are probably closer to the 20 to 25 minutes um yeah so it kind of just depends so they have characters so you're running through the parks is it the magic kingdom epcot or like they do different parks yeah so the 5k and the 10k for the most recent um races that i've done and typically i think they're very similar 5k and 10k routes for almost all of their races. Um, the five, all of the races start in the parking lot of Epcot and the 5k we run mostly around world showcase and a little bit of the backstage area. Um, and then the 10k it's a little bit on the highway and then again, back into world showcase, but then you would hop out of Epcot and run around the boardwalk area and then back in and, you know, a little bit of a combination of, of the park and some backstage areas. But yeah, all of the races typically have some characters um, along the way that you can stop and meet. And because the ones in Epcot, um, when you're running around Epcot, are within the parks, they're sometimes usually themed to whatever world you're in or area. So um, in for the 5k on princess race weekend, I ended up meeting Belle and the Beast in France. Um, so it's kind of neat. They kind of theme them that way. And then I've seen not this 
race, but another race weekend that I've done, I've seen like Vacation Genie by one of the golf courses along the highway. So it's just like a variety of different characters. And sometimes there's some more rare ones out, which is really neat as well um, that you can stop and meet along the way. Oh, well, that would definitely slow people down because you'd want to stop for the characters. You're like, what kind of bragging rights do you get when you're doing a marathon at Walt Disney World and you get to stop for pictures along the way with some pretty cool characters? Yeah, it's it's really cool. And I think it definitely does slow things down. So like I said, it's one of the reasons why I say that most people probably don't run Disney races to get their best time, but it's really about the experience and running around World Showcase at six in the morning when the music is playing and the lights and the fire are on, but there's no crowds and it's just a really, really unique experience um, and something that you don't get to see very often. So a lot of stopping for pictures and meeting some characters along the way and obviously running, which I think is the part that prevents some people from signing up, but it's really a, a cool experience. Well, you're making it sound very fun for Disney fans that you get to be in the park before it opens and, you know, there's no crowds and it's just sort of you guys running through the park. But I have now, have I seen people dress up for this? They, yeah, they wear um, like kind of costumes and stuff? A lot of people dress up. Um, I would say for Princess Weekend when I've been there, there's a lot of princess themed costumes, a lot of tutus. Um, a lot of men dress up as princesses as well. Like it's, it's a lot of people go all out and there's some great group costumes and things like that. Um, so it's really neat to see for sure. It's a different kind of experience than your local <laughs> race. <laughs> that sounds so fun because you see the pictures on social media and I guess each race is kind of themed differently, but that princess one, I know the one you're talking about and I saw so many people all you know dressed to the nines and they're some of them were carrying like pretty heavy dresses and then some just had it was almost like a disney bounding princess theme going on um yeah which looks there's like a lot of different outfits for sure and some people do go all out and have seen some quite near ball gowns on the princess race weekends for sure and then others it's a little bit more subtle but <laughs> it's it's really cool to see now what was the last one that you did you you did one recently. Yeah, so I was just in Florida at Orlando for the Disney Princess Half Marathon weekend in February. Um, and that was my, I think, fourth run Disney race weekend. Wow. And you did a few, right? So how does the, how do the, med so the medals are, I would like a medal. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the medals because they are super cute. Mm -hmm. but the medals got, are beautiful you can get a couple like if you do some they have special challenges right yeah so every race weekend has at least one challenge associated with it so for all of the race weekends there's typically um if you do the 10k and the half marathon in the same weekend it's considered a challenge so for the princess race weekend um this past february it was if you did the 10k and the half marathon together they considered that the fairy tale challenge so you got a special third medal after you completed the half marathon um, yeah and i know they do the same for wine and dine race weekend which is typically in november and the star wars race weekend which is typically in april they also have a 
a challenge associated with that. And then the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which is typically in January, they have a couple of different challenges. So they have the Goofy and a Half Challenge if you run the half marathon and the full marathon back to back. And they also have what's called the Dopey Challenge, which means that you're doing the 5K, the 10K, the half marathon, and the full marathon in four days and then you get both of those medals so you get the dopey challenge medal and the goofy and a half medal wow um that dopey medal though that is that is really really cute (laughs) that is one of my prized possessions for sure because i don't know if that's something i will ever ever do again so you've done uh, that i did that in 2018 yeah oh my goodness were your legs not like rubber at the end of the four days Completely. Um, It was my first full marathon ever. And I had probably not trained as well as I should have, (laughs) knowing that I was going to run all of these races consecutively. Um, I think I managed to make it to the parks after the full marathon that day. But the following day, we left for a Disney cruise and I was moving very slowly for sure. Oh, I bet. Well, thank goodness you were on a cruise where you didn't have to walk far for anything. Well, we actually ended up, we did the cruise because um, with Run Disney, they, as you may know, having done a Disney cruise before on Castaway Key, they do the Castaway Key 5K. Um, But after Marathon Weekend, there's one specific cruise that departs right after that weekend. And if you do the Castaway Key 5K, and have done any of the marathon weekend races, you get another medal, which is the Castaway Key Challenge. So I figured if I was going to do the dopey one time ever, might as well go big and go home and do the (gasps) run on Castaway Key. So I think I had a day or two before we got there that I could relax, but it was a really, really hard 5k around that little island. Oh, I bet. I can't, I can't even imagine. Kudos to you for doing all that. But how fun is it to do the Castaway Key one? Walking around that island. It's so fun. And it was my first cruise ever and my first time at Castaway Key. So it's a really great way to kind of see the whole island pretty much. It's it's not that big, right? So you get to see a lot of it and it's kind of a neat way to to spend your first few hours on the island. I know that a lot of people do that on the cruises, that 5K. um, And they've talked to me about, you know, you can do it, you can walk it or Mm -hmm. I just, yeah, I know one of these days I probably should, but (laughs) uh, it just, you know, when I see Castaway Key, I just want to get to the beach. I have no interest in going for a walk, Um, but it would be fun to see the rest of the island. Yeah, no, I agree. I think if I were, well, I would probably do it if I wasn't doing another race weekend associated. Yeah, around the I, same time. I, I have no idea. In the morning, but, like yeah. how you did all of that in one trip. But I, what, what an accomplishment. Yes, the, my marathon medal and my dopey challenge medal are probably two of my prized possessions now for sure. Oh, yeah. Like that was a lot of effort to get those. And you, mm-hmm. I've seen pictures. You post pictures all the time um, of like when you're there. I was following along and I could see kind of the medals and things like that. I, I would love to have those medals, though it's it's an accomplishment, that's for sure. Yeah, they're uh, hanging on my wall. I have a really cute Disney-themed medal rack, and I've got a nice collection. I just added my princess ones up there this week. Um, so it's a nice way to look at them all the time and remember all of the accomplishments and all of the amazing things that you've done along 
even the race route, like the characters that you meet and some of the things that you get to do. Uh, it's just a really unique experience for sure. Yeah. Now, do you do races at home? Um, sometimes. So I'm, I often tell people that I don't really like to run. Uh, and they look at me like I'm crazy because I seem to plan the majority of my Disney vacations around a race weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I sort of got into running because of Run Disney. Um, when I was about 20, I found an ad for the Princess Half Marathon in a magazine. And I remember being in my first year of university and thinking, oh, that's really cool. Um, Sorry, I just realized I wasn't 20 in my first year of university, so that's interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But I, so I remember stumbling on this ad for the Disney Princess Half Marathon and thinking, wow, I would love to do that by the time I turned 25. There was like a good age buffer where I had some time to really figure out if I could even run a half marathon and um, it could just become this goal that I had thought about a lot and I ran my first ever half marathon in Vancouver in 2013 and realized that it was something that I physically could do and sort of that sort of started kick that kick started my sort of running career I guess you could say (laughs) in my Disney running career so I've done some local races um throughout the years, it's usually associated with getting myself a better proof of time so that I can be in a better spot for the Disney races. Mm -hmm. Um, But, or it's associated with some sort of swag or medal that you get. So a lot of the races that I do locally um, are sponsored by some great sponsors where you get like a really great swag bag or they have a really great medal. Um, So it's usually, there's usually some sort of something in it for me besides just running. (laughs) But I don't, I don't mind it. I find the adrenaline of running races helps me get through some of the distances that I don't think I could just go out and run by myself, if that makes sense. Yes. So you wouldn't be sort of running around the block at home, maybe doing these distances, but when you have to do it in the race, that adrenaline kicks in and gets you going. Absolutely. And you never know which character is going to be there next. So you want to make sure that you're like running at a good enough pace that you've got a buffer to stop and meet some characters. Like there's, there's a whole little strategy associated with it for sure. Once you've had some practice. (laughs) So there's things that you need to know before you go and run a run Disney event. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's as we say as travel agents, like you can't just wake up and go to Walt Disney world and not really have thought about planning at all. Right. Um, there's, I think you could go to run a run Disney event and have fun. Um, you know, just sign up and plan, but I think, or sorry, just show up and go. But I think planning definitely gives you the upper hand. Um, proof of time is something that's really important that a lot of people don't even realize. So basically if you think you're going to finish these races faster than a specific time. So for the half marathon, I believe it's like if you're going to finish faster than two hours and 45 minutes, they require you to submit proof that you think you can do that. So usually that's a certain distance race that you've done that shows that your pace is faster than that. And that is a complete game changer if you have a good proof of time. So what does that give you? Like if you, if you say, yes, I can do this. Yeah, so it actually gets you seated in a better corral. So for Princess Race Weekend, over the three races, I believe there was a total of almost 25,000 runners. Whoa. So 
trying to be in a good enough position that when you start the race, you're running around people who are around the same speed as you. Um, and I think that's really important because if you're a walker, you don't want to be walking with a bunch of people that are trying to run really fast. And I think if you're a fast runner, you don't want to be stuck with people who are just planning on walking. Oh, I never um, would have thought of that. Yeah, I guess, I guess you don't want them to say, ready, set, go. And then the people next to you are all walking and you're trying to sprint. Yeah, I would never so have thought about that. <laughs> they seed people in different corrals based on your proof of time or lack of proof of time. So um, the faster you are, the closer you are to starting at the front. Um, I think for Princess Half Marathon, there was corrals A through H, A being your really fast, like pretty elite group. And as the corrals start out, they're quite small. So I think there's only like 50 to a couple of hundred in the first corral. And then it sort of builds from there up to like thousands starting at the same time. And then within each corral, they start you in a mini wave. So as you get closer to the front, they kind of chunk off a group of people just so that they can manage all of those people starting at the same time. Because if there's a lot of runners, you can't just assume that oh. you're going to start everybody at the same time. So getting a great proof of time gets you closer to starting at the front which is so, really important for meeting characters. So you don't, um, so it's not like they say ready, set, go, and everybody goes. It, no. It's, it's a staggered approach. And is that like, is, is that how they do it at all races? Um, at like, Disney, no. yes. But most races, like local races, typically no. So Depends on the size of the race, really. Um, oh, yeah, I guess if, if the race was small enough, it wouldn't really matter. Yeah, so it's mostly just a crowd control mechanism is all it really oh. is. And then the proof of time just tries to get like speed people in the same group. That totally um, makes sense. So now that makes sense what you said about you're running stuff at home so you get better proof of time. So absolutely, you run races at home, then you can prove that you can run it fast enough so you could get closer to the front when you're running your Disney race. Totally. Got and it, it makes a huge difference. So in the past when I've run, um, I have been able to meet like a couple characters a race, uh, especially in the shorter races. In the shorter races, there's less far to go. Um, so typically the lines for characters get longer and there's less characters in general. Um, so it can, you know, you can be waiting in a line for like five to I think I probably even waited in one for 15 minutes and when you're running a race oh. I mean, that definitely slows <laughs> you down yeah um but so, so it's not like you can get away from the lines even during a race no well well you can if you have a good proof of time so this past um princess race weekend I actually submitted my best proof of time that I've ever had um I ran my first sub one hour 10k um last summer and I happened to end up in the very first corral for the 10K. And not only that, I somehow weaseled my way pretty much to the very first wave of that corral. So I was in the first group of people to actually start that race. Um, and I passed the first character stop in that race thinking, oh, you know, I'm not super excited about that character. It doesn't seem to be, um, there's a bit of a line. I'm just going to keep going. And the next character I got to, there was a minimal line. And so I stopped and I ended up stopping for every single character after that because the lines were short. I was making great time. And 
at that sort of stage, there's a lot of people there who are trying to run for a good time versus just to have fun. So it's kind of a mix of people who want to stop and who don't want to stop. And I was able to meet like the rest of the characters along the race with a minimal weight. And it was amazing. So well, that's probably fantastic. My, yeah, probably my best like run Disney race as a whole ever. And I completely attribute it to knowing how that proof of time is important. And, you know, getting a really great proof of time for myself. And it just makes a world of difference. So I I would never have thought of that. I guess, you know, when you're not a runner and you watch these things on TV and you see them say like, ready, set, go, you, you don't really think about how they control the crowd or how people don't end up running all over each other. That totally, totally. makes sense now. And, and it, it makes it look really glamorous, right? So if I post pictures saying, I ran this 10k at Disney and look at all the characters that I got to meet. And, you know, you see that at the face value, it looks like a really amazing time. But if you are starting in the back, and there's already been thousands of people starting before you and you're walking, like the likelihood of you meeting every single character is potentially slim. Right. So it's a really interesting perspective, having done a few races and, you know, become a bit of a better runner and really understand you know what my race strategy is yeah um, it's definitely totally sort of need, changed my perspective you need a strategy just like wow. anything else with Disney <laughs> right wow that is incredible but it would just be I just I think it would be so fun to run around those parks before they're open I just like you don't get to do that there's only there is a walk though at Disneyland like I know they don't have them at Disneyland anymore um, but there is a walk that they do in the parks in the morning, isn't there? Before yeah. the park opens? At Disneyland, I did that um, last summer when we went to the expo. <laughs> That's um, how I knew about it, because you did it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, something that you have to be a resort guest. So you have to be staying at one of the three Disneyland resorts. And it's a part of one of their recreation um, options. So at when we were staying there, the walk was around California Adventure Park. and. I think it was at like 6 a.m., something super early. That's and why it's actually, I didn't get up. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a power walk. Like the cast member who was running it was quite strict about like the speed. It's not just a wander through the park when it's not open. It, it was, even as a runner, I thought it was a little bit tough because power walking is completely different than walking and running. Um, but it was so unique to see the park when one, it's quiet and nobody's around in terms of guests, but they're, they have people there like fixing things up and they have grocery deliveries to some of the restaurants and it's just like a completely different experience. Yeah. So there was also a yoga. We walked past, there was a couple people doing yoga with an instructor right on Paradise Pier, like right in front of the big um, Pixar Pal around. Like it was really cool. So I think there's a lot of unique things that you could do to see the parks in a different way. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's something that you don't normally get to do or get to see is, is behind the scenes when the park isn't open yet. And at Walt Disney World, when you're doing the runs, I'm assuming that they're kind of prepared for people coming through. So they, they don't have sort of that maintenance stuff going on as much. Totally. So it's, it's really set up for run Disney and they've blocked a lot of the things off when they do have races going through and especially when you're in those backstage areas you have a lot more cast members like really directing mm, making which sure way the race is going yeah nobody kind of veers off the path 
Yeah. I mean, at one point when we were running backstage in Epcot, there was a sign for, it said WDI Florida. And I thought to myself, well, I know this is for Walt Disney Imagineering and their Florida office must be nearby. So I think the next time, the next day when I ran the other race, I ended up stopping to take a picture because didn't quite know which building it was, but I knew I was close. And after watching the Imagineering story on Disney Plus, I was like, oh, this is a really unique thing that not a lot of people get to see and might not notice even as they're running by. So there's definitely some neat things that you can pick up along the way, especially if you're a Disney fan. See, that's totally cool. That makes me almost want to do like a run of some kind. <laughs> almost, <Yeah>. almost. <laughs> well, and you can walk too. Like the one great thing about Disney is they're really geared to any level of runner. Like I don't find them overly competitive in terms of you need to be a really great runner. I think their pacing requirements for the 10K and the half marathon are reasonable. And for the 5K, it's not timed. So it's not a very competitive event. And there's a lot of people who come and do it to walk um, or run and walk. And so it's really, I think, a really approachable race and a really great like first race for someone who might be interested in getting into racing or even just seeing some of the parks when they're quiet or seeing some of those backstage areas that you wouldn't normally get to see. Um, it definitely requires a little bit of effort, but uh, a really, you know, approachable way to get into it. Yeah, it sounds like, of course, it, I mean, it's Disney, but they, they cater to everyone, to the Absolutely. new runners, to very experienced runners, because you see some pretty, pretty cool times coming out of those races. The people that win them, that come in first, they are super serious runners. Absolutely. There's some fantastic athletes that compete and run these races and do what, do like mind blowing things um, in terms of how fast they are. Like you can tell that they're competitive runners, um, but there's a really small group of them. The majority of them are Disney fans or, um, you know, casual, like I would consider myself a completely casual runner. Um, so I think there's just a huge mix of people who run these races. It's pretty cool. And I, it's quite a community when I see everybody chatting online and it really does, um, like it is a community of people that come together. And then of course, I, once you're there for the race, you can either go down early and enjoy the parks before or enjoy them after. Although I would imagine after that you'd be pretty tired if you do all of those things. You know, I typically have started most of my race weekends with the races at the beginning. Um, and I use it as an excuse that once I've done all the races, then I can enjoy all of the treats. So I have the justification for eating all of the fun food after. Um, that is the perfect way to sell this to me. <laughs> absolutely. So I think it's a really great, like for me, I try and eat a little bit healthier and make sure I'm drinking a lot of water. Um, and having done a few races now, I kind of know my meals at each park that are a little bit healthier and a little bit more nutritious than some of the other treats that I would maybe normally go for. But then once I'm done racing, it's, it's fair game. And I find that even on race days, um, you know, if I'm, if I've done the 10 K, then I'll probably take it a little bit easy before the half marathon. But even on the half marathon day, once I'm done, you want to take your medals and show them off and everybody's wearing their race shirts and their race medals around the parks. And you're getting compliments from cast members and other runners saying congrats. Um, so it's a really great place to show off and be proud of what you've accomplished. And yeah. 
walking around the parks really helps prevent that lactic acid buildup in your legs. So I think it helps you like kind of work through some of the pain and and suffering you've gone through for sure. (laughs) Well, it's quite the reward when you're done to to just head over to the parks and, and, you know, maybe stock up on some of those snacks and you like some different, you know, unique snacks. You uh, you'll try some of the the more out of the ordinary snacks, I think. I, and I, you know what came to my mind while we're talking about this when you said, oh, you know, going to get a snack is the snack that you had in Disneyland over in Cars Land. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like a like a cob of corn with wasn't it like Doritos or something like it was dipped in. It was flaming hot <laughs> Cheeto dust. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, normally that's not my go-to, but they got rid of my favorite, like the finisher's corn cup at Cars Land at one of the cozy cones in Disneyland, uh, Disney's California Adventure Park. They did a corn cup and it's like Mexican street corn, but in a cup. And it was my favorite snack. But yeah, last time we were there, they didn't have it. So I got the the corn on the cob with the flaming Hot Cheeto dust. That was <laughs> It's a good one for sure. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah, that was pretty interesting for sure. Um, but I feel like you might have talked me into, well, at least thinking about a 5K or one of those walking races because I always see the people in the parks, to your point, I see them in the parks after the races and they're all wearing their medals and they're so proud of their accomplishment. And, you know, I feel like if there's ever going to be a place where I'm going to do something athletic, it would it would have to be there. And yeah, you know, it's the, honestly, one of my absolute favorite things is the five and the 10 K's in those race weekends, because you're running primarily through Epcot or even along the boardwalk when the sun's coming up and there's people kind of out there cheering you on in the morning, but it's really quiet and peaceful. Um, it's, it's magical. I think is the only way that I can describe <laughs> it. It, yeah, I think that would be. That would be the big selling feature for me. And I almost forgot you had written a blog for me on the website before about Run Disney, about the virtual event. And in there, we have a picture of your medals and the holder that you have. And that, yeah, it's so amazing. I'll have to send you an update because I think I have added the four virtual medals um, from last summer the marvel virtual medals which are absolutely incredible um (laughs) and my new princess ones um have been added up there now so i'll have to get you an updated picture oh yeah virtual runs are a really really great way to kind of test the waters into Mm -hmm. run disney so disney has started doing a summer virtual series um and it's three separate 5ks or the challenge, which means you'll do all three 5Ks. And basically you sign up and it gives you a month to complete a 5K. So they have their virtual June, July, and August. And within each month, the goal is that you would run a 5K. If you're signed up for the challenge or you can sign up for them individually, but they're not timed. You don't have to submit your time. You basically just have to make a commitment to yourself or find an accountability buddy and do a 5K. So you could go out and walk one, you could run one, They've got a little training guide, um, but at the end, they send you a medal. Ah. And their medals are just as cool as the ones that you get in the park. Um, My Marvel ones from last year are super amazing. If you know me, I'm a huge Marvel fan. (laughs) You are the huge Marvel fan. Yeah, we have to talk about that too. (laughs) 
but um, you know, there was a fantastic Captain Marvel one and then a Marvel one for the challenge celebrating the 80 year anniversary of Marvel last year. And um, the first summer that they ever did them, it was Mickey themed. So I did the challenge as well. And each of the months was like one was themed around Mickey's gloves and then shorts and then shoes. And then the challenge one was like a full Mickey and the medals are just as fantastic as the ones that you get in the parks, but it's a really great way to maybe build your way up to thinking, okay, I could actually do this. Maybe I could do this at a, at a Disney park. Right. And yes, you are like my big Marvel fan because you know I know nothing <laughs> about Marvel. I'm I get so lost in all of those movies. But what did you think about this Avengers Campus news that it's opening this year? Oh my goodness, I want to be there so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I am so excited when we saw some of the sneak peeks and um plans when we were at the D23 Expo last summer. I was just blown away and I I'm already a huge fan of Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I think it's probably my favorite Disney ride. Um, so I just can't wait to see what they do with it. I've heard now that, you know, we can meet Iron Man, which is not a current meet and greet that they have. So I am just thrilled and I cannot wait for July. I will do everything in my power to try and be there that weekend. So we'll see if that can come to fruition. But I am oh super excited. <laughs> Well, I will be following along because all things Marvel, I just need to follow you because you explain them to me um, <laughs> because I'm, I'm totally lost on most of it. But Jamie, this has been so much fun talking about the run Disney stuff. And now as a travel agent, because I know you're a runner, you're a Marvel fan, but you're also a travel agent. So you can book these events for people. Like, can you sign them up for the race or do you book just the resorts for them? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so we can book um, a race package with your bibs and your hotel stay. So right now, the typical package um, requires a minimum of two hotel nights for a race weekend package. Um, but we can help you get your bibs and your your tickets and your hotel and build it all into a personalized package for you. And having done some in the past, I've got a lot of great advice on you know, planning your weekend there. So we can totally book those um, in advance. They do tend to sell out mm. um, a lot of the race weekends. So we just saw the registration for November's wine and dine race weekend, and it sold out within a couple of hours. Wow. But typically travel agents have access to bibs before it goes on sale to the general public. Sorry, a limited what, number, not a ton. What is this bid thing? Like, what is oh, a bid? Oh, sorry. It's, a, it's the race bib. So it's, it's basically your race registration. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. So we have access to book those typically in advance. So right now, as long as there's availability with the travel agent um, bookings, we can book out for Princess Race, race Weekend next year. Yeah. And I believe Marathon Race Weekend next year as well. Um, Star Wars Race Weekend is next up in April. And I believe they've probably been sold out for a while. And then Wine and Dine in November. Um, just sold out. There may be bibs here and there, but um, we can always check for you. But we can definitely build a race package that's customized to whatever races you want to do. Oh, that's awesome. And so remind everyone again how they find you, Jamie. For sure. So I'm Pure Magic Jamie on Instagram and Jamie at Pure Magic Vacations AB on Facebook or Jamie P at Pure Magic Vacations.ca. 
and people don't need to live near you to call you the anybody you can book anybody anywhere absolutely i can book anybody anywhere and um if you have run disney questions i'm your girl for sure Absolutely. Now in the show notes, I'll link to the blog that you wrote for me as well. And I'll link to all your pages so people can find you. Um, but before we end every episode, I ask my guests, what brought you a little pixie dust this week? So something that made you happy, made you smile, um, just something that brings a little, you know, happiness in your life. For sure. So it's been a crazy week. Um, I would say what brought me pixie dust this week was an unplanned Skype date with some of my Pure Magic Vacations colleagues. Um, being out west, I don't get to see everybody as often as I would like. Um, but I ended up probably on a Skype call for two or three hours with some of my friends. And it's just really nice to stay connected. Um, so I would say that was definitely my pixie dust this week. Oh, that's so much fun. You know, it's very undervalued what it means to get on a video chat, like Absolutely. being able to see people's faces and, and really connect with people that maybe you just can't be near right now. Yeah, absolutely. It's a really great tool. And I, I think I will need a few more of those in my future for sure. Ah, well, I think mine for this week has to be the D 23 inside Disney podcast. Now, I've been listening to it for, for a while, um, but I don't know if a lot of people know about it. And it's hosted by a D23. So it's hosted by, uh, there's three people, Candace, Jeffrey, and Sherry. And I just love their energy and listening to different things they're talking about, about Disney. You know, if you're looking for a new podcast to listen to, in, a, in addition, of course, to this one, um, this, is a, this is a really good one. It's really upbeat and fun. That sounds awesome. I think I'm going to have to check that one out. Yeah, you'll have to check that one out. Well, Jamie, thank you again so much for joining me today. I will link to all of your stuff in the show notes. And who knows, maybe one day we'll walk the 5K together or something. <laughs> sounds wonderful. I'm totally there. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Jamie. And we will chat when the campus opens. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, Francine. All right. See you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I hope you enjoyed all the information about the Run Disney events. And yeah, I don't know if I'm technically convinced that I'm going to try one, but maybe I'll put it on the bucket list. I don't know. Maybe if I can start to get healthy and embrace the whole exercise thing. Might be in the future. Who knows? If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with your friends. Share it online. Share it with anybody that you think might enjoy the episodes and ratings and reviews they're still very important in the podcast world so if you could drop me a review on whatever platform that you listen on thank you again for listening and remember you are never too old to be young chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after <laughs>